brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Chiefs fans, football fans, podcast fans alike, welcome aboard. I'm Jordan Foote, and this is the Roughing the Kicker podcast, the Kansas City Chiefs podcast in association with Arrowhead Report. As always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Thanks for making us a part of it. And with that said, let's jump into today's show. It is a Tuesday. We've got Mark Van Sickle back. We are going to play another kind of off-season game at this point. We're kind of scraping the barrel, not quite the bottom of it yet. We're about halfway through the barrel um, when it comes to off-season content. Plenty of time left. Um, follow Mark on Twitter at Mark the Overseer. Mark, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Had a nice little weekend. Got to go to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Uh, great time. If you've never been there, definitely would highly recommend it i uh, want to get to the jazz museum next time it's right next door to uh the negro leagues baseball museum so that was fun had the uh brielle's first soccer game of the season she scored a goal so heck yeah go brielle go lightning bugs shout out to all those girls great job over the weekend but uh yeah ready to talk some chiefs now pretty excited about that absolutely man and minus the eight months of my life when i was a student at arizona state or really seven because i came back for a month for winter break um i've been in kansas city my whole life never went to the negro leagues museum or the jazz museum um i've missed out on a lot of stuff i as a kid i just didn't go out and explore things i kind of stuck to what i knew um even though i was the first of my buddies to get a license so i would always pick them up and we'd go do what they wanted to do um, now I tried to, you know, get away on a weekend, go do something fun. Um, but man, I bet that was a great experience. It was, and it had been a long time since I'd been there. So it was great going back and I, it was the first time I'd been there since they'd done some updates to it and everything. So yeah, it was a, it was a great time. And uh, I, I'm going to have to go back by myself sometime because you, you probably don't know this yet, Jordan, but when you have two kids and you're walking around with them, <laughs> you don't always see everything and get to stay in this one spot. You want to read all the info on everything the whole time. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably get back to it at some point uh, by myself or maybe with a friend that wants to like go concentrate on every mm -hmm. little thing that's there. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had the luxury, um, the privilege of experiencing that yet. Um, I, I struggle enough with my own head to like focus in on stuff and just read it through, um, especially at museums. Like I've been to the Nelson Atkins before, and mm -hmm. I just kind of, I just can't. And maybe I'm just not an art guy. Um, I don't know. But I, I've learned in my older age, as I'm 23, speaking into this microphone, <laughs> um, to, to appreciate stuff like that. So I think this would be a good time for me to go. And speaking of a good time, uh, Mark, we are going to play a 
mandatory trade game that I thought of this morning um, as we're recording Monday night. I was driving into work and I was thinking, you know, I wouldn't put it past Brett Veach to trade the Chiefs first round pick. That's just the type of guy that he is. He's proved it a few times now in his short tenure as GM. Um, is this going to be year five of Veach or year four? This will be year four of Veach drafts. 2018 yeah. was his first one. So. 18, 19, 20, 21. No, this will be 22 then, that right? Is 22, yes. Oh, wow. I'm bad at math sometimes. <laughs> Had to well, use my whole hand. Yeah, well, and it it's always like 18 to 22 is four numbers, like the difference is yeah. four, but then it's technically five. I, I always struggle with that. But mm-hmm. needless to say, um, we are picking if we had to give away the Kansas City Chiefs first round pick and we were wheeling and dealing, who would we trade for? Um, I told Mark that we can package other players in the trade. We can add stipulations, all that good stuff. Um, I, I think a lot of my guys could be had for less than a first round pick. I'm just going to preface that Mark apparently has some really good ideas that are fun. Um, so Mark, I'll let you kick it off. Let's go like least crazy to crazy at the very end. Okay. I was going to say, I wanted to jump out with the big one first. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's fine. I, That's totally cool. I've got a few crazy ones though. So I'll save another crazy one for, for last, but I, I really want to throw this one out first. Cause I just want to get your reaction on it. Okay. So the chiefs in this scenario will be sending their 2022 first round pick 2022 third round pick 2023 first round pick. And this team will need a defensive end. So I'm giving them Frank Clark as well. <laughs> so, so I'm throwing Frank Clark first rounder, third rounder from this draft and first rounder for next year's draft. This is all going to the Washington commanders for defensive end chase young and chase Young's I, coming to the chiefs. I mean, how do you feel about that? Jordan? He's on his rookie deal still. I mean, that counts for a ton. He is one hell of a player. Um, I, I just need to be more imaginative in the the packages I put together. I basically did straight up like this guy's probably going to be had for a second, but I needed to have a filler. Man, I there's a lot to unpack with that one, but you're getting rid of Frank Clark's contract. You're saving a ton of money by bringing in a guy who eventually you're going to have to pay probably the highest in the NFL, if not close to it. But for now, very inexpensive relative to his production. Um, The first round pick this year, that's fine. The third round pick, the Chiefs have an extra one, so that's fine. Next year, maybe going to get another one. Should Eric be enemy depart and be hired elsewhere? Um, That first round pick, a lot of people would say heck no or hell no even to something like that. Um, But – Chase Young's one hell of a player. He's not quite, he might be a generational talent. He's pretty close to it. That, that term get, that phrase gets thrown around um, pretty commonly these days, but man, I can't top that with any of my picks. Was that easily the craziest one or do you have one that's pretty close to it? I've got a couple more that are kind of crazy. I'd say, okay, I'm just going to let you rattle through your list then. And and we'll, (laughs) we'll keep going. Okay, well, just really quick to top off that one, um, I made sure that the trades would work. So 
the Washington commanders could take on Frank Clark. That would be fine with them. So they'd still have their pass rusher. The chiefs would have that their pass rusher of the future, I guess you could say. Uh, so yeah, like you said, they'd have to pay him some big bucks in like three years, maybe even two mm-hmm. years if they give him an extension. Uh, but I just thought that that would be great because the chiefs need a pass rusher and we all want that. So if they can't get one at the end of the first round, I figure might as well trade for a big one. Yeah. I, like I said, there's a lot to unpack, but I do, I think at its core, if you can trade Frank Clark for chase young, if you would have just led with that and buried the lead, or I guess that would have been the lead and just buried the context that would have got the people talking. Then you throw in the first round picks back to back and then some third round pick action. And then was it a 2023 third as well? Uh, I just had a 2023 first. Oh, okay. So you're only losing one pick the following year. That's not terrible. I don't know too much about draft value, but I'm also one of those guys. I'm not quite less sneed in terms of F them picks or anything. Um, but you're not going to get chase young at pick 30 or 32 or 28 or any of that in, in these next two drafts. Mm -hmm. So you want me to go another one or do you want to go? Yeah. Let's go with another one. All right. Am I going through the whole list or just one more and then bounce Mm. to you? What do you want to do? I'll I'll give two after you give this other crazy one. Okay. I'll, I'll, so you want me to give another crazy one? Yeah. I'll get you another crazy one here. All right. So we're going to be giving up our 2022 first round pick and 2022 third round comp pick. Okay. And we're giving McCole Hardman away to this team as well. Okay. For another guy that was drafted in the McCole Hardman draft, San Francisco 49ers, Debo Samuel coming back to Kansas city. I let's, thought you were going to say Amari go. Cooper, who wasn't no. drafted in that draft, but I thought you were going to say Amari <laughs> Cooper in general. Um, that Debo's damn good, and he's a, a weapon who would be weaponized more than McCall Hardman was. Um, so it's Hardman, this year's first-round pick, next year's comp pick? Uh, this year's third-round comp as well. So it's two picks oh, okay, from this okay. year's draft. So, so this year's is, first and third and McColl for Debo. Mm-hmm. It's given up. I don't know. It, he's, he's good. He's so good that yeah. it makes it, I think worth it. But at the same time, I know some people would say, well, why, why don't you just draft a receiver instead? But mm-hmm. Debo Samuel has proven his worth already. So that's why I was thrown in Hardman as well. Cause I know they'd want, you know, a, a receiver type back that's on a rookie deal. So it's kind of giving a little bit of value back there. Um, see if they can work something out with Hardman. I don't know, but the, the picks are really what they'd like there. Yeah. Cause if you offer McCall Hardman in a third for Debo, they would hang up the phone and tell Brett Veach to politely like <laughs> piss off or whatever. Like there's no way it would happen. It throwing so really you're throwing in like if it was a second and a third for Debo, I think the shock value would wear off. And I'd be like, I think that's an easy slam dunk. So I'd kind of be a hypocrite to say pick 30 would be like a, a firm. No, for me, I don't dislike that because Debo he's great. I just, if you could guarantee that Debo would be Debo with the chiefs, which I mean, Andy Reid's creative enough. And it's not like Debo has one specific skill set. He's a multifaceted guy. Um, then it'd be a lot easier to like, if I could see what Debo would look like as a chief, then I would do it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm neither one is a slam dunk. Yes. Automatically. Cause I just don't know what the value of these picks is. Like I haven't went in the trade chart and looked and seen, well, this, 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 and this will equal that. Um, but you take the picks out again, you're upgrading clearly this one, you add in the picks, you're giving up a third. That's not a big deal. You're giving up a first also. Um, the first is pick 30. If you trade that down to 33 and it's a second round pick, then a lot of people think differently. So, um, I, again, I can't top that either, I don't think. Debo was – the other thing with Debo is you got to think he's going to want an extension fairly soon as well. So, mm-hmm. you could – drag it out, you know, two years and then franchise tag him or whatever. Um, But yeah, he's one of those guys that you'd probably have to extend at some point. So he's going to cost some money. You've got, you know, Tyreek Hill is going to need the extension soon. So it might get a little tricky there, but like you were saying, I think in Andy Reid's offense, I think Debo would be great at whatever Andy rolls around for him. So it would be pretty interesting to see. That's why I put Debo in there. Did you say you have one more crazy one? It's not super crazy just because of the position, but just trying to get this guy to Kansas City would be crazy because I don't think the team would let go of him. Okay. Um, do, I, I want to hear some of yours first. So then okay. Get back to it. <laughs> I'll, I'll give my five and four, and then we can go from there. All right. Um, All right. At number five, I have a Calvin Ridley trade from the Falcons. And again, I think he can probably be had for less than that, but for the sake of discussion, I'm throwing him in there. Um, 90 receptions, almost 1400 yards, nine touchdowns in 2020. He's a little bit on the light side for an X receiver, but I think he can still pull that off. He has the traits to do it. At least Um, he'll be 28 in December, $11 million cap hit in 2022. He's a free agent after that though. So I think my stipulation, the trade would have to come with a new contract, probably like a three-year deal. Um, Also, some sort of update on his mental health. I'm in no way trying to say that he needs to be 100% committed, ready to go, but like on the the mend and ready to play next season at some point um, and feeling better and positively looking at the trade, unlike – the flip side, you get traded to Kansas city and it makes it worse. And he's like, I'm not playing or whatever, which that would be very surprising to me, but an update on his mental health and an update on a contract. Um, the chiefs have a need at wide receiver. They can pair Ridley with a later round draft pick and really upgrade the position. Um, they could even do McCall Hardman and a, a second or McCall Hardman and a third or something. Um, but again, for the sake of, I needed five guys, I'm just going to go Calvin Ridley for pick number 30 straight up um, and a new contract. I think the Chiefs would uh, gladly or pretty close to gladly do that. I like that. I I, I I think I agree that you could probably get him for a second, especially mm-hmm. with what happened last year where he sat out. Um, but like you said, yeah, as long as he would be into it, and I think he would come into play with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and – you know, not being the focus. I think when he was had Julio Jones with him and he wasn't the focus of everybody's attention all the time, he really stood out, which is kind of like a lot of the wide receiver twos, if we're being honest. Like uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster comes to the top of my head. He was really solid when Antonio Brown was there. So, yeah, 
But Calvin Ridley, I think that would be a solid pick. And I didn't even think about sending McColl over to the Falcons. That would be, I mean, kind of a win-win because, uh, I mean, not that you want to get rid of Hardman, but you'd have one less spot for him if you bring in a Ridley. So it would make sense to give the Falcons something like that back. Yep. Um, And then number four, I have another wide receiver. It's Brandon Cooks. And again, I'm not sure that it costs a first-round pick for him. Like for me, I just don't value the picks as much. But in the NFL, they also really don't seem to value them. Like you look up any league, this 15 guys who could be traded or 20 guys who could be traded or top five guys or whatever, none of these guys have really first-round picks attached to them. Um, I'm not sure Brandon Cooks kind of stands out from that group. Um, But 2021... 90 catches over a thousand yards, six touchdowns, 2020, 81 catches over 1100 yards, six touchdowns, 2018, 80 catches over 1200 yards, five touchdowns, 2017, 65 over a thousand, seven touchdowns, 2016, 78 catches over 1100 yards. The the pattern goes on and on back to 2015 Mm -hmm. outside of one season mixed in there. He's on the small side. He's 5'10", I think like 185-ish pounds soaking wet. Um, but he can still help. So maybe you you pair him with more of an X-style wide receiver via the draft or another free agent. Maybe you throw in McCall Hardman. Um, $12.5 million cap hit. He's a free agent after that. Again, probably would have to come with a new contract for three years or so. Um, but... Is the upgrade from Hardman to Cooks worth giving up both Hardman and a first-round pick? Maybe not, but for our purposes, um, I think Brandon Cooks could still find a way to help the Chiefs on offense. Yeah, I think he would be a solid receiver. I don't know if I would give up a first-round pick for him personally. I would like to see maybe like a true – I was going to say like a second or third-round pick, I think. Mm -hmm. That's again, and I think more more than likely he's a second or third round, and Ridley's the same way. Um, Mm -hmm. But for my valuation of those picks, I'm just like screw it, I'll I'll give it up (laughs) one for one. Because if you can keep Hardman too and get Brandon Cooks, then you're really cooking with fire. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be solid. And then like you said, you could draft a guy that might be a little bit bigger, uh, like a George Pickens from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Is it George Pickens? Did I say that right? Yeah. I want to say that's right. Um, and then uh, David Bell's another guy. I featured him in my article last weekend. Uh, he's a solid X wide receiver from Purdue. But yeah, yeah. Cooks, another thing with Cooks, I really like him as a receiver. He's played excellent with the Saints, with the Rams, with the Texans now, sometimes with nobody throwing him the ball. Uh, so yeah, I mean, somebody's throwing him the ball, but you know, not a great quarterback throwing him the ball outside of Drew Brees. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a very solid receiver, but with Tyree Kill and Hardman, you have those small receivers already. So that's the only that's really the only reason why I have a little bit of pause to that. But solid player. I'm not gonna hate you for it, Jordan. <laughs> I appreciate that. I was really grasping here. Like I I can't think of guys that are worth first round picks, really. And like I don't value the first round picks, but also like I don't want to force trades. Um, but that's what I did with both of those. I think the other three that I have are, I think, more worthy of this third guy. I'm going to go ahead and give my third because it's not crazy or anything, and then I'll bounce back to you. Um, I have Daniil Hunter from Minnesota. Again, with his contract and everything, 
I don't know. I don't know what his value is. I don't know if it's a third, a first, a second, a second and a fifth, but whatever it is. Um, 14 and a half sack seasons in 2018 and 2019. I would be worried about the injury bug, but he's still only 27. He'll be 28 in October. He's not old by any means. Um, his his RAS score, his raw athletic score in 2015 was almost 10. He is a an elite athlete at the position, um, even though it's seven years later. He's still really, really good. He fits the Spags mold for height and arm length. He's a little on the light side, but still fits it for weight. Um, $26 million cost in 2022, and that's what gives me some pause because that's basically swapping Frank Clark for Daniel Hunter this year. Um, but – million in 2023. That is a steep decline for a guy who was elite for the first eight weeks of the season or however long he played, seven weeks, 10 weeks, whatever it was, was really freaking good. Um, So he could eventually or essentially replace Frank Clark. If he gets cut, then all bets are off and the Chiefs are are going after him on the free agent market. But Daniil Hunter is an elite player when healthy. Um, And I think that, again, the bottom three, probably a first-round pick is too rich for them, um, but I think him maybe more so than Cooks and Ridley could end up being worth it if things pan out. I actually had him as an honorable mention. When oh, I was nice. whittling down my list. He was up there, um, and in my scenario, I had uh, Frank Clark, That just kind of swapping with Frank Clark. So we w- the Chiefs would give – the Vikings, a first round pick and Frank Clark. And then the Chiefs will get Hunter and a third round pick from the Vikings. So they okay. swap picks and players. So the Vikings will get the better draft pick, but hopefully the Chiefs would end up with the better player was my idea with that one. So, yeah, I like I would like that. I uh, if you know, if he does get cut and the Chiefs can just snag him, I wouldn't be mad about that at all. What's up, guys? Thanks again for listening to today's show and taking some time to welcome Roughing the Kicker into your speakers and headphones. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsored programs, and right after that, we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. 
I like it. Mark, we will, we'll get your third and then your second and then I'll go second and then your first and then my first. I think that's in my head, the way that the math works out. All right. All right. Let's do, um, okay. 2022nd first round pick. And I'm going to have to cut Frank Clark for this one to work. Okay. I, I went to a website to see if these trades would work with salary cap and everything. So, uh, first, uh, first round 2022 pick is going to the New York Giants for Leonard Williams, defensive tackle. Wow. It would, okay. It would be like uh, two Chris Joneses together on the line for the Chiefs, which would be absolutely crazy. Um, I don't think J- Williams is quite as good as Chris Jones, but I mean, he is a solid defensive tackle. So the Giants really aren't playing for anything right now. So I think that if they can get a first rounder for him, they might look at it. Um, maybe you'd have to give up a third rounder or fourth rounder as well. But I, I'm just uh, kind of trying to lowball the Giants a little bit here for uh, a good defensive tackle. <laughs> I love that. I didn't even think about him. And I was trying to think of positions where the Chiefs could upgrade. Um, and again, it's pick 30. It's not a premium top five top 10 top 15 pick um and picturing that interior it's pretty scary (laughs) you you can afford to and it's not like the chiefs would be completely handicapped from upgrading at the edge position um i I like that That, that's a solid trade yeah that's that's all i got for that one so all right number two for me you want mine yeah 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 then we'll flip to me then you then me all right so this one uh, Frank Clark is getting traded again in this one. So, wow, you're finding a lot of people willing to take on Mr. Frank Clark. Yeah, I was looking for teams that had money that could uh, take him. Absorb, may- yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe want him as well to see if he could maybe earn another year or two with that team. But so I'm, I'm trading Frank Clark in the 2022 first round pick to the Dolphins for cornerback Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard. I may or may not have him as one of my final two. So go ahead and, right. and give your uh, your your elaboration <laughs> on that. So yeah, basically uh, the 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 Dolphins have enough money to take on Frank Clark, and getting a first round pick would be worthwhile for them. And they could probably get a cornerback. Uh, they're not competing right now, if we're being honest, with the top tier AFC teams. So if they could get another cornerback at the end of the first round, it take his spot and work into that role when maybe they can compete in a few years. Uh, that's kind of what the dolphins are looking at. And then the chiefs get a solid, I don't know if he, is he a top five cornerback? In the uh, league? I, I, I would say, yeah, not having watched a ton of them this season in 2020, he was absolutely like top three. So I, I would, he had 16 passes broken up in five picks last season. I know that does not equate film analysis, but <laughs> unless he was a train wreck this year, I would still probably put him close to that. If not right at five. Yeah. So I think that's worth it for the chiefs for a late round, first round pick and getting rid of the Frank Clark contract uh, to be able to pick up a solid, solid quarterback. So that's my thoughts on it. I love it. And the cap hits for the next three years in his age, 29, uh, 30, 31 seasons, 16.4 million. 15.3 15.3 million and 13.5. They decline instead of rise, which is not always the case with contracts. I like that for the Chiefs. Um, 20 passes broken up, 10 picks in 2020. Um, sorry, I misread that. So it was in 2020, 20, and 10. 
um, 16 and five last season. One heck of a player, dude. He'd be a huge investment, but also a significant upgrade at cornerback. It'd give the Chiefs a three-headed monster of Sneed, Howard, and Rashad Fenton, or whoever they wanted to put there at the, the slot or the third cornerback position, rather. Um, Sneed probably still sticking in the slot unless they wanted to put him on the outside. They'd have some flexibility. Um, possible draft pick addition, too, whether it be the second, third, fourth, fifth um, round, even their final pick. Um, I like Xavier Howard. He was my number one because I think not only is it at least somewhat realistic, um, there were talks last offseason of should the Chiefs trade for Xavier Howard. He's one heck of a player. He's not old by any means. Um, he hasn't always been the happiest as a member of the Miami Dolphins. So, man, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and if if he could come to the Chiefs, you wouldn't have to re-sign Ward. I know some people mm-hmm. – I wouldn't re-sign Ward if they can't get a trade or – I mean, even if they draft a cornerback, I'd still maybe try to bring back Ward if the money is okay on, on it. But, um, yeah, if you bring Howard in, you wouldn't have to bring Ward back. So yep. that would be a solid trade-off, I think. I'm going to give my last one, and then I'll kick it back to you, Mark. Does that sound good? All right. Sounds good. This one, these are under my creative long shot categories. One of them was Xavier Howard. One of them, although I do think the Howard one's more realistic than a pure long shot. Um, Kevin Byard from the Tennessee Titans. If the Chiefs lose Tyron Matthew, that's obviously my my assumption here. If they don't lose Matthew, there's no reason to get him. Um, Cap hits of 15.8 million, 17.4, 15.6, pretty similar to what a Matthew contract may look like. Um, He'll be 29, 30, 31. Again, pretty similar to what Matthew's going to be. He might be one year behind Matthew. Um, 13 passes broken up, two forced fumbles, five picks in 2021. He was an all pro, pro bowler. He could replace Matthew, not completely, but I think Kevin Byard, man, one of my favorite players, um, does well deep in the box. He's a ball hawk. He's a good leader. He plays hard. He's intelligent. Um, if the Chiefs wanted to do their best effort at replacing Tyron Matthew, um, you can't get that in a draft pick, at least in year one. Mm-hmm. I think that this might be um, a suitable or close to it replacement for him. I'm glad you went this direction because I didn't even want to think about losing Tyron Matthew yet. I know I'm going to have to <laughs> at some point here in the next month or so, but um, yeah, that's, that's a solid replacement, solid pick there. Um, I, like I said, I didn't even look at safeties cause I didn't want to go there yet, but that was a solid pick by you, Jordan. I appreciate it, man. So let's wrap it up with you. Um, I'm excited to hear your final pick because I'm all out of guesses. So I, I have no clue who to, who to pick. All right. So this is going to, obviously we have to give up our 2022 first round pick for the chiefs. Also going to throw in one of the third-round comp picks. Um, I Do the Chiefs have two third-round comp picks or just one this year? I think just one. Okay. So we're going to give this team 22 first-round and third-round picks, and we are sending Lucas Niang their way. Oh, wow. And in return, we're getting the Tampa Bay Bucks right tackle Tristan Wirfs. And our off this Chiefs offensive line is solid forever, not forever, but they are going to be an incredible offensive wow. line. Patrick Mahomes is going to have no issues going forward. 
And it is going to be such a fun offense to watch with Orlando Brown Jr., who's going to get the extension soon. Tooney's got four more years. We've got the rookies. I guess they're going to be in their second year. You got Creed Humphrey, Trey, Trey Brown. Why did I say Trey Brown? (laughs) Trey Smith. Um, And then Tristan Wirfs, that five on an offensive line. I mean, I don't know if you can get much better than that, to be honest, if, if we're uh, trying to be realistic. Now I know the Tampa Bay Bucks aren't going to give up Tristan Wirfs, but if we can give him a first, a third and Lucas Niang, Eh, Would they maybe. blow it up? I'm, they're already on the downswing. You might as well get a guy who's on his rookie contract and a first and a third. I, I doubt they'd do it either, um, but that's a decent haul back in return. Granted, Worfs is one hell of a player. So you outdid yourself with that, or pretty close to it. You got some really good, compared to mine, mine are very boring ideas that honestly giving up too much for these players, you are – you have a, a smorgasbord, a wide array of giving this guy up, giving this pickup. Um, I'm very impressed with your starting five compared to my starting five. I tried to get some really high-end players in here, which, like I said, the teams that we're trading with probably would not want to give up those players since a couple of them, especially Chase Young and Tristan Wirfs are young and Debo Samuel. I think they're all – were they all in the same draft? They might have all been in the same draft which I, I should have probably looked that up before we started talking here, but they're all on their rookie deals. So yeah, I don't think those teams will really want to give up those guys, but for the price, maybe they would think about it. And we know Brett Veach loves working and wheeling and dealing on draft day. So who knows? Brett Veach, uh, Brett Veach will work his magic. Maybe Maybe do something crazy like that. Gosh, I had no clue he was 23. For some reason, I thought that Werfs had been in the league for a while, but that's probably because he's so darn good. Yeah, his so rookie, it doesn't. So with him being on the rookie deal, then I guess it's a, a moot point at that point. Yeah, he his rookie year was that year that uh, they topped the Chiefs in the yeah. in the Super Bowl. So he'll be going into his third season. So yeah, him and Niang are pretty much the same uh, as far as years go. Um, but um, yeah. Speaking of, and this is unrelated to the NFL, but you follow a decent amount of NBA, so I thought I'd share with you. Um, On Monday night as we're recording this, John Morant had a career-high 46 points on two nights ago, and then tonight he had a career-high 52 points. He is – Holy cow. Dude, the NBA is so fun to watch. The NBA is so fun. (laughs) Like, this is the first year in a while where they're legitimately – six guys playing MVP caliber basketball. Like, I don't know. And if Dame were healthy and playing this year, it'd probably be seven. And I know that you know that because you are a trailblazers guy. Oh, Um, it is. It's been one heck of a year in the NBA. Um, I'm glad God bless the NBA for keeping me sane during the NFL off season. (laughs) Cause I need something and baseball's not happening. Um, As of our recording at nine 52, the deal hadn't been struck. I don't think it's going to, Um, They can make all the progress they want until it's done. I'm not believing it, but man, what better pastime besides baseball than NBA basketball as the playoff race heats up and creating trade packages that probably will never happen, but are also fun to think about. Heck yeah. It's a, it's a good time. And uh, if, if we can really quick NBA right now for a second, if you want toward the end of this podcast here, 
I just don't feel like there's a team that's really standing out right now. Like, I think the playoffs are going to be pretty exciting. Like the trades that happened, I know everybody's really excited about Philly now with Harden and uh, Embiid. Mm-hmm. I, I know that they've had a couple big games together, but oh man, I, the Nets are going to be solid. I, it, the Eastern Conference is just wild. I mean, the Western Conference is wild too. The Lakers yeah. could go on a run. I mean, they're not going to, but the Lakers could <laughs> like get in and go on a little run if they get healthy. I don't know, but it's it's going to be crazy out there. I I I always get excited. I'm I always say I'm a bad NBA fan. I try to follow the Trailblazers, like you said, mm. but I really start getting in like to the whole scope of it uh, as the playoffs are getting ready to start, and then I I watch the playoffs usually. So yeah, it's it's going to be exciting to watch, and even. Like there are probably four teams in the East that I could see coming out of it, maybe five. Um, in the West, like Phoenix has been head and shoulders above teams in terms of the standings for a little bit. Chris Paul's hurt for six to eight weeks. I still don't know if they're that team. Memphis is young and hungry. Golden State is back. I just well, and Draymond's been hurt for the past month or so. Like I it's kind of like the bubble year where you're an injury or lucky bounce away from doing some damage. Um, and it's a good time. Like I encourage guys, I know this is a cheap podcast. I'm going to step off my soapbox. <laughs> so we can get out of here to reasonable time. No, no, but keep it going. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're one of the people that says they don't play defense, they don't try the product is unwatchable. They flop. I please, I insist. If you haven't watched much this year, it's not too late. It's heating mm-hmm. up. It's just getting good. The defense is better. I promise the flopping has been mitigated. It, the NBA is a watchable, fun, legitimate product. I promise. Especially come playoff time. Especially like, come playoff they, time. They start trying to clamp down on defense hardcore. Like It's if the you, best. If you watch the All-Star game, that's that's not how they do things. That's That was kind of like the uh, Pro Bowl where they weren't playing yes. defense. So, <laughs> But, yeah, that it, it's a fun time. It's it's fun to watch the NBA. So yeah, definitely get into it. Yeah, the the rotations get cut. I mean, you're not going with 12 guys, you're going with a solid eight man rotation. I mean, mm-hmm. throughout the playoffs. And if you can't play defense, you're not getting on the court unless you're, you know, Trey Young or something, where your offense is so freaking good. Um, and if you can't score, I mean, defensive role players don't always stick. So um the NBA playoffs, best time to watch. The I think this is really the best time. Anywhere from after the all-star break to the end of the year that's when you could realistically watch. You could not follow the whole year. Start now. You have time to get caught up. League pass is very, 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 very cheap for the rest of the year. It's a perfect time to get that. Um, So I encourage it. I also encourage you guys, follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark the Overseer. Lots of good content always for several different outlets, um, including KCMO Talk Radio, getting some good interviews out. Um, Inside the Royals, getting some good content out. Arrowhead Report, getting some good content out. Um, and also updates on his superstar family um, that apparently features a multi-sport phenom now in Brielle. Yeah. I mean, we went straight from basketball season, literally into soccer season from one weekend to the next. Didn't even get a practice in because last week it was minus five degrees wind chill the night they mm-hmm. were supposed to have practice. So they went straight from no soccer season into having a game. So literally no practice time. And she banged in a goal first one of the season from either team. And it was a solid shot. I was going to say it was outside of the box. It was a high shot. It wasn't a low ground shot. It was off the ground. 
it was hit so hard that it hit off the goalie's hands and ricocheted into the goal. So it was, it was, <laughs> I, I know I'm biased, but it was a very impressive shot. So I'm, I, I usually try to video when she's getting ready to kick a goal and I totally whiffed it and didn't get my phone out. I was just cheering, having a good time. So next time, hopefully I'll be able to get a video of it so I can tweet it out. <laughs> That's great, man. I appreciate you coming on Mark until next time. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on Jordan. Always a fun time. Yep. Thanks a lot, man. Guys, I will be back on Thursday um, with a mock draft, the first one of the off season. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for more draft content with Mark possibly in the future. So until then, take care, stay safe. I'll talk to you on Thursday. The Roughing the Kicker Chiefs podcast is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast hosted and produced by Jordan Foote in association with ArrowheadReport.com and almost entirely LLC. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or by going to smarturl.it slash RTK show. For more Kansas City Chiefs coverage, go to Sports Illustrated's home for the Kansas City Chiefs, ArrowheadReport.com.